If a mass evacuation had to happen today, Kevin Quigley says the peninsula would probably not be ready. He's with the McEachern Center of Public Policy and Governance at Dalhousie University. And he is studying how Halifax would respond to a natural disaster. He says the McDonald Bridge is one of the choke points that would cause panic. He recalls the delay in reopening the bridge after the big lift. You know, people don't adapt very well. So when the bridge didn't open on time, for instance, nobody really had any plans about how to address that. Everybody gets in their car the same way and drives to work, and then they sit in traffic and fume about it instead of maybe working in from home or staggered starts. Or There's very little adaptive capacity. People kind of follow routines. If the peninsula had to evacuate, it would be worse. Paul Mason is executive director of the Provincial Emergency Management Office. He says there are 31 or 32 emergencies that would require a mass evacuation and emergency alert. So there are things, it could be everything from a tsunami to a, a forest fire, these types of immediate types of threats. Uh, at a high level, they'd be defined as something that's an imminent threat to life and property. The emergency alert would sound like this. It would be followed by information about the emergency and tell people what to do. In Halifax, if the alert advised evacuation, Kevin Quigley says that could cause panic. We thought that the Halifax Peninsula loaned itself to a panic situation because you have a few exits. And if you're talking about an extreme weather event, that's even more problematic because it might actually disable some of the exit points. So you could have flooding in the roundabout or flooding on the Bedford Highway or severe winds that disable the bridges. He says evacuation by car would take about 15 hours if all the roads are open, but that doesn't include vulnerable populations like the elderly. Some hospitals or seniors' homes would take days to get everyone to safety. And Quigley says there are vulnerable people who don't realize it. Young people are vulnerable in different ways. They can't cook for themselves. They don't store food. They're highly dependent on technology, so if the technology fails, they might not be able to get the communications they need. Um, but in Australia, they found they noted in their report that there were many young people that didn't realize you could use a propane barbecue for cooking something other than meat. Erica Fleck is Division Chief of Emergency Management for Halifax Regional Municipality. She says there are certain things that everyone should have on hand in an emergency, if you're staying put or evacuating. Anytime you need to stay put, you need, you know, battery operated. Uh, radio is always a good thing. Um, you know, flashlights, things like that. Candles are not recommended because, of course, candles start fires. Um, you know, blankets, extra water, uh, you know, food that you can eat, you know, without having to cook it. People forget about their animals. But Kevin Quigley wants to know. So could you last for 72 hours? The government says you should be able to. I'm not sure that's very realistic. Um, and then, of course, if you talk to people who are really experts in emergency management, they say, you know, if there was a real crisis, you'd probably have to look out for yourself for longer than 72 hours anyway. So I think putting yourself in that situation mentally and thinking about how long could you last and how did you do during the power failure it would be a good exercise. For many people who struggled through last week's power failure that only lasted a few hours, it's a reality check. For The Signal, I'm Matt Stickland.